In the name of a God who miraculously dwells within us. Amen. Amen. Happy fourth Sunday of Advent. For just a little more time, it is still Advent. That other holy festival is almost here. In a matter of hours, there will be ridiculously cute children dressed like sheep round about here. And there will be an angel standing right where I am yelling, Behold! And a baby girl named Libby will be carried up the aisle as our 2017 baby Jesus, while dancing angels and shepherds and magi seek her out. It will be holy chaos. We will be go tell it on the mountaining and joy to the worlding. And then perhaps we will each begin to feast and gather as our traditions guide us. And wrapping paper will fly. And if we are lucky, we will hear lots of Bing Crosby and not so much Dominic the donkey. (laughs) And most importantly, it will be Christmas. But first, we have an inch more Advent to sit in. So take a deep breath. Don't let this get past you. You are among the ones who have gathered in this last more solemn moment. And whether this is because Advent compels you or you are just dedicated to being at church on Sunday mornings, even if you are traveling, even if it is Christmas Eve, even if the ice is treacherous, or whether you need to travel later, or whether you are the choir, you are here, and I am glad to share this sacred morning with you. This morning we have lit the last, the fourth, of the Advent candles. This is the love candle. And so I want to tell you a story about love. There was a boy named Luke. He did not live long enough. But he was much loved in his life, and he loved those around him well. Luke would have been 16 years old, just a month after he died. And throughout the last few years of Luke's life, every time he left his home, he would call out one word, love. Not I love you or love you or love you mom and dad, just love. After this habit had become somewhat well-established, His parents asked him, why just the one word? And his response was that he believed that love should always get the last word. Love should always have the last word. Sitting at Luke's funeral at the start of this Advent, I knew Luke's wisdom about love was going to be the theme of my own Advent It should be the theme of Advent every year, and Lent for that matter. Advent and Lent have us waiting through the darkest parts of our human experience, waiting for God to do something amazing, something that will change us, heal us, and revolutionize the world with love. 
We wait for God to do something that shows the world and all the forces of darkness and hatred that come what may, love gets the last word. God gets born as a baby to accompany us. Death loses the battle in the resurrection. Shepherds get to be the first to meet a king. A tomb is empty. A virgin nurses her divine baby. Angels show up in gardens and dreams. We wait. God comes and love wins. These last Advent hours, as we sit by the light of our Advent wreath with candles of hope, faith, joy, and love lit in our longings for God, and we hear stories of God's dwelling places in a tent, a tabernacle, a temple, a young woman, a Gentile community, we have to wonder, where can God live now? And how does God's dwelling help love to get the last word? A poem by Rebecca Parker contains these beautiful lines. You have to know your body as the home of God, and this is the purpose of Christmas. The animals breathing their warm breath in the fragile stable are your emotions kneeling into the body of the earth at ease in the presence of God. Mary is you, God in your body. Joseph is you, sheltering God in the world. This is the key to the mystery. The word became flesh. We are the dwelling place. We are the dwelling place. If receiving the Eucharist is anything less than inviting God to dwell in our bodies so that we might take God out into the world with us to bring love, to do unexpected things, to heal the broken places. If taking in the bread and wine is just a fancy ceremony and not a revolutionary act of God bearing, then we are missing the mark and missing an opportunity to help Love, get the last word. If coming to church is anything less than a regular visit to a restoration facility where we, as dwelling places for God, get patched up, reinforced, strengthened, window washed, and spruced up to be the best temples we can be, then we are wasting our time here. If Advent has been anything less than an opportunity to go deep into ourselves and clean out our spiritual basements and dust off the crib where a baby God can safely land anew in our hearts despite the hostility of this world. Then all we've really got here is an extended tree decorating season and the church may as well close up shop. The Eucharist, worship, Advent, Christmas, they are here to facilitate the process of God getting into you so that love can have the last word yet again. Meister Eckhart, a 13th century German monk, wrote this on the topic. 
What good is it to me if this external birth of the divine son takes place unceasingly, but does not take place within myself? And what good is it to me if Mary is full of grace, but I am not also full of grace? What good is it to me for the creator to give birth to this son, if I do not also give birth to him in my time and in my culture? This, then, is the fullness of time when the Son of God is begotten in me. My friends, Mary said, let it be with me. That is why love got to have the last word on Christmas. And we can say it too. Whatever God is up to now, let it be with us as it was with Mary. Let God dwell in us as God dwelled in Mary, so that in each of our lives and in all the world, the last word can always, always belong to love. Love. Love.